and to Jesus be the glory today for what he is going to do and show us. I have something very powerful to talk to you about. But first, let's pray. Lord, thank you for your love. Oh, thank you, dear Jesus, for your love. To you belongs the glory, the honor, and the praise forever. And God's people said amen and amen, and thank you for being with me today. And dear Lucas is with me today because he's going to read some scriptures for us and may have a question or two. But I want to discuss today Romans chapter 8, verse 1. It is one of the most important verses, I think, in the entire book of Romans. There is therefore now no condemnation to them which are in Christ Jesus. What a powerful statement. There is therefore now no condemnation, a very emphatic statement. Notice, though, notice that the word there and the word is is in italic. Mm -hmm. You've got a question, Papa, right? Okay, go ahead. My question is, uh, what does it really mean that there's no condemnation? Okay, good. I'm glad you asked that. There is, therefore, now. Now, why did he say now? Well, because you have to take out the word there and is Mm. to get the full message. The full message is, he starts with therefore. Why? Because it connects us to what he was saying before. Mm. Therefore now. Therefore, now means I told you a number of things already, and because of what I told you now, you understand, therefore, now, no condemnation. Now, here's the the, the amazing thing. You've got to go back, and you've got to see what he's been talking about. So this is extremely important. So let's go to Romans 3.21. Okay, this is where he really begins his incredible presentation of who we are in Jesus and who Jesus is in us. Now, notice it says, in Christ, in Christ, in verse 1 there of Romans 8, there is therefore now no, let me just read it the way it should really be read. Therefore now no condemnation to them which are in Christ Jesus who walk not after the flesh, but after the spirit. All right, now, let's go back and connect it together with what he said earlier. Uh, Romans 3.21, he says what? But now the righteousness of God without the law is manifested, being witnessed by the law and the prophets. Read that again. But now the righteousness of God... The righteousness of God is what? Without the law is manifest. Manifest. So the righteousness of God now is manifest. Mm -hmm. So he's beginning to talk about what God has given us through his son. Mm -hmm. That is being witnessed by the law and the prophets, what Jesus did on the cross. Look with me at the same chapter and look at verse 25. It's all the same message. Romans is a very, really amazing book. Because it's got really, here are the messages of Romans. Justification, sanctification, and glorification. If you read chapter 1 to 5, it's about justification. 6 and 7, it's about sanctification. But 
chapter 8 is like the end of the presentation he's making because from there on, he talks about Israel and the duty of believers. Because chapter 1 through 5, justification, 6 and 7, sanctification, 8, glorification. But 9, 10, 11, it's, it's really about Israel, mm-hmm. God's plan for Israel. From 12 to the end of the book, which is chapter 16, it's about our duty on this planet, on this earth. How do we, how do we live our life? So it's got three amazing messages, justification, sanctification, glorification. So he, he begins really in, in chapter 3, verse 21, talking about here is the righteousness of God now that's been manifest without the old covenant, without the law. And then he says something powerful in verse 25 of Romans 3. He says what? Whom God hath set forth to be a propitiation through faith in his blood. Uh, watch this. Jesus is the substitute. That's what mm-hmm. the word propitiation means. Jesus is the substitute, and through his blood, we have what? Whom God hath set forth to be a propitiation through faith in his blood. Yes. To declare his righteousness for the remission of sins that are passed through the forbearance of God. Okay, this is still about justification, that God has forgiven our past sins. We are justified now. Now, notice what happens here in Romans 4.25. It's the same truth he's repeating over and over and over. 321 says, God's righteousness is revealed now. In Romans 325, Jesus is the substitute. Mm-hmm. In Romans 425, look what it says. Who was delivered for our offenses and was raised again for our justification. All right, so Jesus is the one who, who took upon himself our sin, our offenses. He died, he was delivered for our offenses. This is very important. And now it says something powerful in Romans 5.19. So he is building an amazing truth for us. He's giving us a great truth, okay? And he begins here with what happened in that God presents his righteousness. Jesus is the substitute. Mm -hmm. And now we keep going from there and we read Romans 5.19. For as by one man's disobedience, many were made sinners. Yeah. So by the obedience of one shall many be made righteous. Now, so because of the obedience of Jesus, many are now righteous, declared righteous, were made righteous. And because believers died in Jesus judicially, Okay, so what is he talking about? He's talking about our position, not condition. Our position when it comes to the courts of heaven. The courts of heaven have declared us righteous, forgiven, reconciled. But now look at at, uh, Romans 6.2. Because we just read Romans 5.19. By the obedience of one, many are now righteous. Mm -hmm. By the the disobedience of Adam, many were made sinners. All were made sinners. By the obedience of Jesus, we are are made righteous. Is that what what we just read? Go back to Romans 5.19. Very important that we notice this. Because this explains why he says in Romans 8.1, 
therefore now no condemnation because he's been explaining it. Mm-hmm. You know, the problem with, uh, with chapters, now, when this letter was written, as the entire Bible was written, there was no chapters or verses. The chapters were added by, by a British man and the verses by a Frenchman many, many years ago. But when the Bible was written, it had no chapters, no verses. So today, sadly, people focus on the text, not the context. Mm. So you have to look at the context of why he said what he said. Therefore, now, no condemnation. That's why the words there is are in italic, because they didn't exist in the original. Because really, it connects to what? It connects to chapter 7. I thank God, verse 25, I thank God through Jesus Christ our Lord. So then with the mind I myself serve the law of God with the flesh the law of sin. Therefore now, therefore now, mm-hmm. it's one letter. Yeah. But he's been talking about the whole message is what God has done for us through his son Jesus. So now Romans 6, 2 says what? God forbid, how shall we that are dead to sin, live any longer therein. Okay, so we believers have died to sin judicially. Mm-hmm. That's our position. In the eyes of God, we died. Read that again. God forbid. How shall we that are dead to sin live any longer therein? Okay. So now, because we have died to sin, we are free. Let's go to Romans uh, 7, 4. We are free from the power of the law, mm-hmm. the condemning part of the law, because we have died already. Judicially, God looks at us as dead. And it says in, in Romans 7, verse 4, something else. Wherefore, my brethren, ye also are become dead to the law by the body of Christ, that ye should be married to another. Meaning we are not now condemned by the part of the law. Read that one more time. Wherefore, my brethren, ye also are become dead to the law by the body of Christ, that ye should be married to another. That's it. Okay, it's all one message. It's about freedom from sin and condemnation. This is the the message of Christianity. I want you to really grasp this today. And I'm going to continue on this tomorrow. So now, read that one more time, then I want to connect it. Go ahead. Wherefore, my brethren, ye also are become dead to the law by the body of Christ, that ye should be married to another. Therefore now... Mm -hmm. Therefore now, no condemnation. Why? Married to another. Therefore now, Amen. no condemnation. Amen. You see what, what he's doing? That is beautiful. He yeah. starts with, listen, the righteousness of God has been revealed. Jesus is the substitute. You are dead with him. And being that you're dead with him, you are not condemned by the law because... Romans 7, 4, one more time. Wherefore, my brethren, ye also are become dead to the law by the body of Christ. That. 
ye should be married to another. That's it. We are married to Jesus Amen. now. Therefore, now, no condemnation. Amen. All right. Now, of course it is beautiful. So, <laughs> not only is the word therefore to be viewed as a conclusion, but we have to kind of connect it to all he has been saying since we've been talking here from Romans 3 and on. So you have to bring chapter 7 into the picture. Because Paul had described in chapter 7 the painful conflict he himself had been experiencing. Because he talked about in chapter 7, he talked about the war between the old nature and the new nature. And that he himself was struggling with it as a child of God. And he goes from this very discouraging chapter 7 to the triumphant declaration of chapter 8. So what he's showing us believers, this is important that conflict belongs to each one of us, and so does triumph. Mm. We are still in the flesh. We are going to still fight the flesh. But judicially, we have been delivered. Our position is no longer in Adam. Our position is in Jesus. Therefore, now no condemnation to them who are in Christ Jesus. So he's, he is saying something powerful here because, you know, he just finished with the, with the cry in, in chapter 7, 24. Go back to it. He came to the cry and he said, who will deliver me now from this conflict I'm in, from the sin I have to fight? Read that, please. Oh, wretched man that I am. Wretched man that I am. Who will deliver me? Finish up. Oh, wretched man that I am. Who shall deliver me from the body of this death? But he gives the answer in Romans 8. In Romans 8, verse 2, he says, For the law, dear God, I can chat. For the law of the spirit of life in Christ Jesus has made me free from the law of sin and death. So, He comes to this incredible cry where he says, listen, here is our position in chapter 3, in chapter 4, in chapter 5. He's talking about our position. We are free. God's righteousness is now our righteousness. Jesus is the substitute. We're no longer in Adam. We are now in Jesus. But then he says, listen, but that doesn't change the fact that we are still in the flesh because I, Paul the Apostle, he's talking about himself, I'm still struggling with it. What I want to do, I don't do, and what I don't want to do, I do. And it's the great conflict in the flesh, so there's a war still going on. But then he cries, who will deliver me from this? And in chapter 8, verse 2, I have been freed. How? From the law of sin and death. How? By the spirit of life 
in Christ Jesus. In Christ Jesus means our position, not condition. Amen. When you see in Christ, it's your position. We are in Jesus. We have a whole different place, a whole new place. We are in a different place in God. Being in Christ means we are free from being in Adam. We're no longer in Adam. We're, we're no longer connected to Adam. You're loving it, aren't you, brother? I am loving it. We're no longer <laughs> in Adam. We are in Jesus. And in Jesus, it's no different like Noah in the ark. The storm was outside, but it didn't, you know, it didn't get in there. Noah was in the ark. The storm was outside the ark. Amen. Okay? We are in Jesus. Protected from the storm. The part of sin out there. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Dear God, I can just shout, but I don't want to. I'm going to be here myself. Okay? So, you're loving this. I am loving this. Okay, good. So, here when, when, when he says that we've been made free from the law of sin and death, this is something very powerful. Let's go to 1 John 3.26. Because this, therefore now no condemnation, is not a question of our hearts not condemning us because our hearts will condemn us. It goes back and forth. Yeah. It's God not condemning us. We don't trust our hearts. Yeah. Our hearts will condemn us every so often. Mm. So John, in 1 John 3.21, read that, will you? Beloved, if our heart condemn us not, Aha, keep going. then have we confidence toward God. But our hearts do condemn us. Mm-hmm. So, the therefore now no condemnation has nothing to do with our hearts because our hearts will condemn us. But he says, if our, if our hearts do, do not condemn us, we have, we have confidence. But the problem is, sometimes we allow our hearts to condemn us and we have no confidence. Mm-hmm. But we have to take our position, not condition. I'm hearing this over and over. You are in Jesus. In Jesus means you are in a new position in the sight of God Almighty. And listen, who cares what the world says about you? Who cares what the devil says about you? You are in Jesus, and in Jesus means no condemnation. Amen. Your heart may condemn you. You go back and forth with that. Someday you believe it, and someday you don't. But Paul cried, who will deliver me from this body, from this up and down? I'm free through the spirit of life in Christ Jesus. So this is far more than just some blessed fact because God does not condemn us. Our hearts may. People will sometimes maybe more than sometimes, and often they do. Why does God not condemn us? Because we trusted in Jesus to save our souls. And the minute we said yes to the Lord, we were free from being in Adam. Read Romans 5.12. In Adam, we were condemned. In Jesus, no condemnation. Look what it says in Romans 5, 12. Wherefore, as by one man, sin entered into the world, and death by sin. It means means that in Adam, we were condemned to death. Yes, sir. 
In Jesus, there is no death. Read that again. Wherefore? I'm sorry, people. Sometimes I can't help it, okay? Thank you, Jesus. It's very exciting. You, you, you think about the way God sees you, the way God sees you. Your position in the Lord is incredible. No condemnation. I want you to start believing it. You have to accept it. This is the word of God I'm giving you, not my opinion, not my opinion. It's God's word. Your opinion, my opinion can come and go. You know, we change it here, we change it there. But this is God's word. We believe God's word. We don't, be, we don't believe our hearts and what our hearts tell us. We, we believe what God says. So in Romans 5.12, we were all in Adam condemned to death. But look what it says in Romans 8.1. Therefore now no condemnation to them who are in Christ Jesus. Simple. So when we died with Christ, we died judicially. We died according to the courts of heaven. And Paul saw that in Galatians 2.20 because he said so. Let's go back to it. Yes, sir. Yeah, I'm trying to, to, to help you understand the word now, now. Therefore, now, no condemnation. Now. Why the now? Because of all that's already happened. All that Jesus has done. Our position, the way God sees us. Galatians 2.20 says, I am crucified with Christ. Nevertheless, I live. Yet not I, but Christ liveth in me. And the life which I now live in the uh, flesh. Yeah, I live by the faith of I the Son of God. I love faith. it. But here the thing is, we died with Jesus, meaning we died judicially. We died in our position, not our condition. So, the state we are in now. This is so powerful. The word now, Romans 8.1, shows us the state we are in now to the state we were in then. That's why I said now. Mm-hmm. Now he's trying to show you the difference between the then and the now. Then you were in Adam. Now you're in Jesus. So by, by nature or by the flesh, we were under the sentence of, of the law and death. But now we are under grace. Let's go to Romans 6.14. This is so, and I'm going to close with this quickly. Romans 6.14, please. For sin shall not have dominion over you, for ye are not under the law, but under grace. Why? why? Because of our what? Position. Mm-hmm. Say Position. Position. Because of your position, you're no longer under what? Read that again. For sin shall not have dominion over you. Because of our position. Yes, sir. Because? For ye are not under the law, but under grace. Okay, Ephesians uh, uh, 2, verse 3. This is another glorious thing here. So, the Bible is so powerful that we are free. We are no longer... We are no, no longer uh, the children of, of wrath. Because it says, among whom we also had our conduct in time past and the lust of our flesh, fulfilling the desires of the flesh and of the mind, 
and were by nature the children of wrath, even as others. But now we are no longer the children of wrath. We are under grace. In Ephesians 1, 6, we're now accepted in the beloved because it mm -hmm. says now we are no longer under wrath. And in Ephesians 1, 6, we are accepted in the beloved now. Yes. Why? Our position. I'm hearing again and again on your position to the praise of the glory of his grace wherein he hath made us accepted. What? In the beloved. Your new position is, is now everything. You were in Adam, 1 Corinthians 15, 22. Now in Jesus, Romans 8, 1. The, the positions have changed. And since the positions have changed, that's the way you are now. You are in a new place. You are in Jesus. And in Jesus means everlasting life. In Jesus means John 5.24. Let's read John 5.24. Because Jesus makes that very clear that in him we will not experience condemnation. Read John 5.24, please. Verily, verily, I say unto you, he that heareth my word and believeth on him that sent me hath everlasting life. And? And shall not come into, into condemnation. What? Condemnation. <laughs> Give me five will Sorry. not come into condemnation. Now, no condemnation. Now, Jesus said it already. Read it again. John 5, 24. Yes, and I'm going to continue tomorrow. Verily, You're going to love it tomorrow. Don't miss it. Okay, go ahead. Yes, sir. Verily, verily, I say unto you, he that heareth my word and believeth on him uh -huh. that sent he, me. If you hear the word and you believe. You have everlasting life. You have everlasting life. And shall not come into condemnation. You'll not come into condemnation. Now that is the word of the Lord. Lift your hands and thank him for your position. Lord, we give you praise for the position you gave us in Jesus. No longer in Adam. No longer under the sentence of death. But in your son Jesus, we are free from the law of sin. Thank you, Lord, for your love. What can we say? Well, thank you, Lord, for your incredible love. May we live worthy of you, Lord, in this life. Loving you with intensity. Loving you with all our heart. Give you all the praise. All right, hallelujah. It's time to give. It's time to give to the Lord. Uh, uh, don't you leave me now. It's time to give to the Lord. You know, giving is, is our love. Love is giving and giving is loving. This is how, how we say, I love you, Jesus. Look, Christmas is coming, okay? I'm sure many of you, like me, are already looking for gifts to buy for your, your family and the people you love. Why? Why are we doing that? Why will you go shopping we just finished Thanksgiving now, so the shopping season for Christmas is now. Why? Why go buy anybody a gift for Christmas? It's Jesus' birthday, not their birthday. <laughs> Yet we buy our loved ones gifts because we love them. Love is giving. Yet it's, it's the Lord's birthday. 
So let's give him the gift today, okay? Let's give him the seed. Let's give him our love to say, Lord, thank you for coming into the world. Thank you for saving my soul. Thank you for the new life you gave me. Thank you for the grace I have experienced and your protection and your love and your mercy. How many times you've answered my prayer? No, no, we can't pay for miracles. Of course, it's an expression of our love. That's what I'm trying to tell you. Now, when you go shopping for your loved ones this Christmas, uh, are you buying this? Are you, are you buying something for them so they can do something for you? No, because it's a pure act of love on your part. It's saying to your child, "I love you," or to your to your husband, to your wife, to your brother, to your sister, to those you love. I love you. Here's here's an ex- it's 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 my love language, and it's one of the love languages of life. Giving is a language of love. Well, let's tell the Lord right now that we love him with our offering, with our gift. Lord, bless them as they obey you, and Lord, prosper them as they sow seed right now. Prosper them mightily, Lord. You said you will give with such abundance there will not be room to receive it. Bless them, Lord, that 2024 will be their year of incredible abundance in every area of life. In Jesus' mighty name, there'll be no lack, no lack financially in anyone. In Jesus' name, God's people said amen and amen. Amen. All right, let's show the Lord our love right now by sowing your seed on the platform you're watching me on or go to our website, bedin.org. Or simply text it, BHM45777. But the quickest way and the simplest way, our website, benin.org. It's all there for you. Much love to you, and I'll see you tomorrow as we continue this powerful teaching, No Condemnation. Amen. I'll see you then. Bye-bye. Benny Hen Ministries has stayed on the cutting edge for the past five decades. The Lord made it clear that keeping and storing all archives and resources should be a top priority. Thus far, we've rescued and digitized 10,500 of the 13,437 tapes from the past half century. Pastor Benny's legacy, life's work, calling, and anointing will be preserved for generations yet to come. Nearly 50 years ago, this great adventure known as Benny Hen Ministries began with one voice. Today, that one voice continues to be amplified over and over through every possible means. What happens next will be the greatest blessing of all. Isn't it wonderful what the Lord has done? And to Jesus be all the glory. I wanted to show you this beautiful report about the digitizing of thousands and thousands of hours already of the great meetings from the past. Because we want to keep them for our children, grandchildren, and great-grandchildren. So we need your help still. So thank you, thank you. I just wanted to show you that your money is doing the job. What you gave in the past is really making it happen. But let's keep doing it for the Lord, please. This is for His glory. Because now it can go to every nation on earth, in every language on earth, because of your help. All right, you can give right now on the platform. You're watching me on. You can go to our website, benihim.org, or you can simply text BHM45777. So thank you for loving 
Thank you for giving and let's keep glorifying our wonderful Savior. Much love to you. Thanks again.